0: The following pendant production Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to 2015. And welcome to passed. the commentary for Kingery Season Seven, Episode Nine: The Rules. With me for this episode is the writer of this episode, Perry Whittle. Oh,
0: that must be my cue. That'll Hi. be you, this is
1: Perry. Hey, Perry. Um, and we start off uh, with introducing our new character, uh, Kumagai, the head of the Shimizu family, uh, played by Scotty V, who. Uh, we haven't heard him from Independent for a while, so it's good to have him back. And, um, of course. And, of course, Pete I'm, Milan as Tommy.
0: Pete like is dying. fantastic, as he always is, as yes. Tommy Arkel. And Scotty V is, I thought, your... wonderfully uptight and precise Yes, as Kumagai. Guy.
1: Works quite well for him here. I tried to do a little atmospheric with the music and got a little fountain in the background. Yeah, I think you can hear it. Um, and you can he- I don't know if you can hear in this scene P- Pete's the one pacing, Tommy's the one pacing and Kumagai is sitting I end up flipping that later where we have Kumagai pacing and Tommy sitting So uh, keep on listen for that, I'm assuming you've already listened to the episode of course, if you haven't why are you listening to this um, so Tommy having to be very uh, diplomatic here as he is literally in the lion's den with his worst enemy thank you Right, and
0: oh, I wanted to mention, Dave, about that music cue at the beginning. I I really thought it helped to set a formal tone for Kumagai's character.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a Kevin MacLeod piece. Uh, I don't, I can probably find it real quick what the piece is, but I actually think it may be a different portion of the same piece I used for the massage parlor in episode three. But um, yeah, I thought that would give it a nice definite tone. I mean, we don't want to be overly overly uh, you know, stereotypical here, but at the same time, you know, they are at least Japanese-originated by the names. So I tried to give a little of the Asian feel with the uh, piece. And that yeah. is... And
0: very interesting that one piece can uh, can work both um, in two very, different, uh, t- set, two very different scenes. Yes, this one is places.
1: called Finding Movement. And uh, I think also later it shifts into Himalayan atmosphere as we, uh, I think about by this point, it's shifted into that. So got a couple of little uh, different scenes here, different music cues. Um, And when we do hear uh, Kumagai walking around here a little, he's wearing slippers as opposed to Tommy wearing shoes. Again, we're focusing a little on the cultural differences between the two families. Since, you know, um, yeah, right. Tommy has been through a lot so far, and I, I like the description of a stain looking for a place to settle at the very beginning. That's oh, kind of thank you. Yeah.
0: Yes, I was trying to come up with a way, um, an insulting way for Kumagai to uh, describe what Tommy must be looking like at this point.
1: I'm not trying to dictate your family. And I like how Kumagai just keeps assuring him, "I'm not agreeing with you." I'm just letting you talk. But at the same time, you know the wheels have got to be turning. Like, oh shit, he's got a point. Yes.
0: In the, um, yes, in the outline, uh, Kumagai's character was just referred to as douche nozzle. Uh, <laughs> and I was trying to come up with, you know, what were the most, uh, really irritating things that people did? What were some of the behaviors that I found incredibly irritating? And one of the things is, um, you know, sort of just letting somebody talk and, mm-hmm. and saying, uh, it's, I don't know, there are a couple other things, but yeah, that's that's definitely one of them.
1: Um, He's also just too proud to admit that, you know, maybe he is actually listening a little. Too. That's right. That's right. And now we shift here uh, to the uh, locker room at the police station. Um, we've got uh, O'Farrell handing out uh, money, uh, played by Aiden Rudd. And our cops here, we've got quite a few, um some some new voices, some old voices here. We've got Richard Casto, Hannah Jane Condell, D. T. Kelly, Adam Lieben, Michael Liebman, Pete Milan, Mindy Rice Keenan, Aiden Rudd, and Scotty V. Right. we do. and of course Alicia Lane Pickens and Madeline. So, uh A lot going on there. I tried to kind of go with a little atmospheric feel as we're following Maddie into the locker room almost. So we kind of hear the the, uh, sounds fade up a little. And then as she goes in, the echo applies more to her as well as to just the uh, cops in there.
0: Right. And so that uh, the the audience is in sort of the same position. We're sort of eavesdropping a little bit and uh, not exactly sure entirely everything that's going on but Maddie has well, Mamaw definitely Mamaw sort of broken something up.
1: Yes. Something's happening. We're not sure what.
0: Yeah. And, um... Go ahead. You might say something. Oh, I was, I was just going to talk deep about deep the new other? scene. We're mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in Emily's sitting room. Uh, Mindy Rast Keenan as Emily, Renee Christine Jones as Socks, and Edward Herman as Asa. Mm-hmm. This and, um, is
1: what keeps under-
0: I thought Renee was especially great here as
1: Socks. Okay. Your ring. Yes, uh, she uh, she provided a lot of uh, fr- ad libs in French as well, which kind of you know adds to the two worlds thing she's sort of living in these days. Yes, and uh, kind of there's a little sound effect in there. Basically, it's I guess her she's moving her coat or something, so we can kind of get the idea that she's showing her the wedding ring because you know, it's kind of hard to do a sound of somebody holding up a ring. That's <laughs> Unless right. It's Green uh, yes. Lantern or something like that. Uh, And we we get to revisit this fun little uh, exchange from a couple of episodes ago. (laughs) Yes. As Emily throws up in her mouth a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, in um, the uh, seminar uh, story that I wrote called The Burrower, Mm -hmm. um, when someone held up a diamond necklace, we had a sparkly sound that was sort of like a... A harp glissando. Yeah, I I, I
1: almost went with that.
0: That's that's that doesn't work in this. Right. I mean, that's that's a different genre.
1: Yeah, I thought about. I did think about that, but then I was like,
0: yeah, it's a little. Yeah, no, no, I don't. Little cartoony here. Unless you wanted to get into something about how it was some. uh, Come back. um, a special away. kind of rock yeah. from a distant galaxy that makes sound when right. it's exposed to light. That could seven. work.
1: Yeah, that could work. Uh, but, yeah, was that's street. a lot of work.
0: <laughs> and right about now, there's a really nice dramatic music <laughs> cue that's starting <laughs> really quietly that I really like. And by the end of the scene, it's up and really clear. And I I just wanted to say, Dave, I really love <laughs> that, that, that music choice. Up? And I love the... The way you mixed oh, it all together.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, that right. one's uh, that one's called Witch Hunt. It's another. We use Egg Kevin McLeod pretty much exclusively. Castle, I've used uh, Vincent Morrison where where for another I one went. later you on, but um, yeah, uh, we don't talk about that you enough. Kevin McLeod has got You're some amazing audio on his site, incompetech.com, and he's so great to let us use his music and. You can find pretty much anything there. I've been very impressed with what I've been able to pull out of there. Um, from classical music a couple of episodes ago to some really rockin' music, some blues. Some really good stuff, and I've I really tried to work with it very well here. Yeah, Like, this one place where it came together really well, I thought. Yeah, really wonderful. Um, no. No, they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> your
0: ass. <clears throat> a little more aggressive
1: than even what was originally scripted which was just fuck the bylaws <laughs> yes, right. as we now head back to uh, the the shimizu uh, compound here and the way I the way I picture it now is kuma guy is the one pacing around Tommy has now taken his place behind the desk smoking a cigar or something but working with and um, this monologue here coming up where he's talking about the oh, yeah. rules. This was, this was my favorite thing when I was mixing it. As I was mixing, it, I was like, oh, this is going to sound great when I get this yeah. going. And uh, kudos to uh, Pete on this. And kudos to you for writing it as well. Right. Well, yeah.
0: Pete did a lot of great ad-libbing mm-hmm. or maybe even rewriting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was... Uh, the rules yeah, no, it was really nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, Tommy going off on the rules, and that's <laughs> kind of, uh, was sort of one of the things that I was thinking about when I named this right. episode. I oh, and I also wanted to say that Kuma guy's first line in this uh, scene is one of those arguments that seems really incredibly stupid to me. Mm. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you made a whole bunch of good points, but uh, I don't want to. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's that's always very um,
1: it's like dealing you know, with customer services as you, and they tell you that yeah your complaints make perfect sense but because of company policy we can't really we can't do that sorry yeah and really you know this thing with the rules I mean as he mentions, it goes all the way back to season one to where he has to kill proc to because of the rules even though right. it makes and no sense to do such a thing us. And, you know, he, he mentioned, you know, nobody's following up on us with the rules anymore. Nobody's keeping track on us. So why are we still keeping the rules? Yeah. So.
0: Well, that seems to be one of the things that I do a lot in my scripts is um, refer back to the season one or season mm-hmm. two or something like right,
1: that. Which I love. I'm a big continuity wonk. So <laughs> I love anytime time you get a little callback to something, you know, even something minor from season one or two or three or whatever. Yeah. What's your plan? We're having a conversation here. Kuma, guys, uh, I, I'm not agreeing with you, but if I was agreeing with you, what are, you are we change. doing next?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Right. Uh, he's still, he still puffing at his chest with the whole help. honor and pride I'm thing sure when he realizes when he's basically screwed at this point and this is his last chance. But life. he doesn't want right. to admit it. Beg to me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, True um, arrogance. Arrogance, of course, is more on Kumagai's part than Tommy's. I apologize, Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, Tommy's a little arrogant too, but yeah. i yeah a little
0: bit. Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> I think he does a better job of uh, you know eating it. Uh, <laughs> he knows how to play the game a little better. Play, playing the game, right? Yes. Playing humble, just a little bit better.
1: <laughs> and that, I th- that
0: that little misunderstanding there was something that I thought would be uh, a sort of natural misunderstanding.
1: Well yeah especially um, I think On, um, I think you know still I mean we still think first off for a lot of people when they come, think of marriages man, woman you know especially yes, if you, right. you're not inclined to go that way nat- naturally and so it is a bit uh bit awkward here when he's Marrying Tommy, oh!
0: But Tommy pulls out. He's got a ring. So <laughs> he came up. prepared. Oh, it's I, a little uh, subtle sound effect. Very yep. nice,
1: Dave. Yep, found an old it's ring box important. and just uh, recorded that. And I think you can even hear him getting down on one knee. I don't know if that how clear that comes across, I, but um, I wasn't sure. But, yeah, yeah, that's great. Just yeah. a, any sort of suggestion, that's marvelous. Right. Let the audience fill it in, the rest of it. Mademoiselle. Yep. And now we return to the House of Fun here with the uh, torture chamber. Um,
0: right. And Paul Brueggemann playing Matthew, the mm-hmm. torture. He
1: is uh, suitably uh, slimy here as Matthew. I will you and I, th- I was, I was looking for a very shorthand
0: way of indicating that it sucks. It's not Daphne anymore, right. and um, I thought her saying "Hey, ass face" would yeah that's be uh, a, a subtle indicator.
1: Yeah, maybe. very subtle. Yeah. Yes, very clear. It's Ace. <laughs> uh, uh, poor Asa. He's uh, he's in for a world of hurt here. Well, they all are. But,
0: yeah.
1: That was a lovely oof sound. Yeah, I got some started. good ones there from it's Edward.
0: Like people, I'll do whatever I well, and so it turns out Emily doesn't like the rules either. No, yeah, no. It doesn't play by the rules. Does, does anybody play by the rules anymore?
1: Is that a brainwashing has done know. to
0: maintain
1: or his the rules? Or is that just the rules? thing? The rules have become so outdated that, you know, they have to change with the times. And, you know, seems like that's the case. Yeah. Uh. And now we move to a slightly slightly lighter scene coming up here as uh, Tommy is killing time trying to call Maddie in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Um, and there's only so long you can wash your hands before people begin to get suspicious. That's right. <sighs> you just get the phone constantly ringing. That's always fun. Thing
0: the noise. <laughs> Pete's Pete's performance of one of these lines is my favorite line reading in this entire episode. <laughs> it's coming up here. Yeah. I think I know which one it is. Coming, darling. <laughs> I think.
1: Uh, I think actually, one of his ad libs on that was uh, the bezel faulty line. Uh, yes, coming. I'm just doing it now, dear. soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> that made me giggle. I really need to put together a blooper reel of some of these, so people can hear some of these.
0: Yeah. Keep it as short as you can. Anyway, I thought that that was uh, exceptionally wonderful. Everything I was hoping for, and. Um, More than more
1: than I expected. Just a little scene, but so fun. Really great. And now we uh, head into the police police station, uh, Brannas's office. Uh, Brannas, played by Paul Lavelle, and Maddie again. I don't have time or authority to investigate. And Brannas, I think he he's one of the uh, longest uh, recurring characters. Not, I'll say, main characters. You know, most like. Even up to Zeph, you know they appear every episode, but he's just one of those guys that popped up every couple episodes since season one or two, right? So um, yeah,
0: I think that he was uh, he was first um, there right at the end of episode uh, season one. Yeah. I think yeah. So you know,
1: kudos for that, and you know. Fuck your You interrupted. I tried not to make the cell phone ringing too annoying in the background here but at the same time obvious that you know, it was just going off while Tommy was calling her yeah um yeah. so um and what was her uh, I used another Kevin McCloud piece for her cell phone ring I don't know what it was I'll figure it out here in a second I'll get it yeah Eternal
0: life is the ultimate disruptive technology. Coming up here.
1: Nobody's ever had more money to bribe cops with. I should have checked this ahead of time, but oh, well. but um, we're getting oh, some price. insight what here in, rest in rest both the relationship between, you're between you're ready. Ready. And, uh, Maddie and Branis and Maddie and Tommy love here. Tommy,
0: but I'm yeah, so
1: and where her loyalties lie. Oh, right,
0: ways. she's in a she's in a difficult position. She's trying to deal with that, and. I don't, care how I don't know. It seems like Maddie and Branis, uh, their relationship has been better. And yeah. but, uh, the last couple of episodes, it's deteriorating a bit. Right. So.
1: Because, you know, that happens a lot of times, though. You have, have a friend you're working side by side but Suddenly they get thrown up to management and things get weird. And so you just kind of, your, your relationship dynamic changes, and I think they're kind of going through that a little here. Because, you know, he's still got his bosses he has to report to, but still trying to be her friend, but it's just not the same. Right. I couldn't find that. I end up renaming it as Maddie Ringtone, so who knows what it was. Yeah. Uh, but.
0: All right, all right, I'll consider it. Now, before I kick your ass out, what's the news on the other it's the
1: truth. Uh, Love. She loves him. That's cool. Finally admitted it. I meant
0: the shit that the are into. What's Yeah, that was something in the outline Yeah. Uh, she was supposed to. I think. I think it was in the outline that she was supposed to
1: finally admit it. Yeah, she did it a couple of episodes ago, I think. Yeah, while while he was still in the hospital. Yeah. And now he's still dealing with the fact that this is more than just uh, friends with benefits. This is actual the L word, right? Fuck. You'll
0: investigate, won't you? The corruption. I said I'll think about it. get out
1: of my office. is is done now, but you know she's going to have to go make an exit here. <laughs> That's right. As we return to uh, Zeth in the torture chamber and i love how zeph he's been through shit but he's just still singing happily ever. yes yes and i
0: think this is brian reed's uh, first uh, scene and yes it is in this episode as
1: zeph like i think it's been a couple of episodes i think we gave him last episode off which you know, other than credits which after the oh, yes. stuff he's been through <laughs> he needed it yeah.
0: Yeah, speaking of stuff like that, I thought that this was one of my best performances as Hooks
1: <laughs> in this episode. Quite good, Because yes.
0: I'm, I'm acting as if I'm really somewhere completely different.
1: <laughs> so, there you go. And I,
0: I thought I was doing a pretty good job of that. Fine job.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how he's just messing with Matthew. And Matthew, I'm not sure how Matthew's taking it. If you let her go, I think he's disgusted but at the same time it seems like he's, he protests too much <laughs> <laughs> let you here get a little bacon sizzly noise mixed in there with the uh, death ray beam yeah the hell is
0: wrong with you this is fucked up shit. I said, oh, take easy. You as he turns it
1: on. <laughs> makes it even more powerful this time.
0: And Mademoiselle Daphne, there are maybe times
1: <laughs> when it doesn't seem like it, but it can always get worse. Always. Always get worse. And it probably will, result. of course, no? no, is resolved. Oh, yeah. That's what we do here at the Kingery. We make things worse. <laughs> yep. Uh, and as we return now to up uh, Browning's ship, um... It was Lane Cullen making her uh, first appearance in this episode, um, giving us you know the update as far as what's been going on in the rest of the world, because you know, we had those riots going on a couple episodes ago, and uh, they're still going on. Right. Um,
0: so. Right. I didn't want to uh, spend any time showing that stuff, because I thought...
1: Oh, not that I haven't thought ah, you, no. you have enough but work to do. Well, well. Also, you know, while you know, showing that would be good. It's not necessarily germane to the story we're telling here. To actually show it.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Which is all about hooks, as I understand. it. Yes,
1: it is. It's it's all hooks all the time. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, that's why. In some way, my
0: is. my acting as if I was somewhere else was so incredibly marvelous in this episode. Superb,
1: wonderful. Yeah. Remember this when it comes Pendy's time next year. That's right. This episode. Um, yeah. And uh, Lynn and Pete uh, really have some, some good uh, chemistry with each other here, uh, as Browning and Tommy. You can tell they, they've known each other for a while, and uh, they, they, they can be a little less formal than you'd think you would with the commandant of the sector. Yeah. So. Um, even though as far as I know, they've never met in real life and, you know, oh, but you know, sure I, st- they, I still managed to mix them well. So, I mean, that's, that's kudos to both of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and to you also. Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah. And we're going to end with alcohol or yeah, well,
1: the promise of alcohol, which uh, I thought was appropriate mm-hmm. for a Kingery episode. We, we do that a lot. It all—it comes down to Tommy needing a drink. <laughs> yep, and this time Commandant Browning beats him to it. Yes. This is another good little monologue here for Tommy. Tommy's in yeah. full-on persuasive monologue mode this episode. But um, talking about anything you wouldn't do. Standing so.
0: Right, something I usually don't do um, when I'm writing a script, uh, but I ended up doing it a bunch
1: this time. Mm -hmm. I love love the uh, realization coming up here when she realizes what exactly is being asked of her. She did say a couple episodes, you know, she knew what she was getting into, but I don't think she really did until just this moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was trying to um, uh, give Tommy that big um, monologue, was to um, help make clear what the stakes are right. for Commandant Browning.
1: You know, that's something we've all gone through at some point. You know, we, we say we're ready, we can handle something, and then the reality hits us, and we're like, oh, poopy. Right this now. Is, this is really yeah. real now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And where will this go? You'll have to tune in next time. With, uh,
0: next episode is written by Pete Mylan. Yes. So be Ooh, sure yeah, to sure come we'll back and check that out and listen to uh, what Dave and Pete have to tell you about that because yes. it ought to be uh, very insightful and marvelous. Uh, I'm sure it will be.
1: Uh, or or so. we'll just mess around for a half hour. That's what we do sometimes, too. But um, yeah,
0: Especially if you can get hooks like... Uh, on a different planet, so I can. Well, Hooks is actually in the next episode, shops. so uh,
1: so you're, we're actually going to have him appearing like on screen uh, in the place where he's uh, supposed to be. So
0: uh, big mistake. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, let us know what you thought. You can find us online, pendantaudio.com dot at PendantWeb on Twitter or on Facebook, PendantAudio Audio. Uh, we're on Tumblr. We're probably on Instagram, although I don't know what you'd Instagram with audio. Um, I am at Flaming Toilet on Twitter, or you can find me on Twitter, on um, Facebook, excuse me, uh, Dave Morgan. And Pete, how can people uh, get in touch with you just uh, through the website? Uh, through the Pendant website, yes. There's a nice little contact us form on there, and you can, you know, say, or Perry, or whatever you want, and he'll get the message. So uh, thank you, uh, Perry, for joining us this time. And, um, thank
0: you Dave marvelous mixing job and thanks to everybody who contributed to this episode
1: mm-hmm. and uh, I will see you in 30 and we will talk to Perry next season I suppose unless you know something changes between now and then yes keep uh, fingers crossed mm-hmm. good luck and uh, we will see you next time bye 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 now for more information visit pendant thanks for listening